0: On this episode of AV Week, we talk about Sure and Cisco and the Internet of Everythings. The DSE show is coming up, and they have some classes for integrators. Also talk about the new screen or Raspberry Pi. All that and more next on AV Week.
1: The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is, is AV, AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: AV Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like the Avenue Alliance. This is AV Week. Episode 229, recorded Friday, January 15th, 2016. DSE and DIY. Ready. AV AV Week. Performing scan week. Online. This is AV Week. this is aV week your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information my name is Tim Albright I am your host welcome to a very uh, another happy Friday uh, with us to talk about all the news and information for the week of AV first and foremost mr. Chris Neto how are you sir
2: how's everything good good
0: also with us is Lainey Materos. Laney is uh, currently uh, working at uh, Crestron in their edu- uh, you're the head of the education um uh i almost said the the a plus program yes all right very I
3: am hi everyone
0: how are you all right and last but not least andrea andrea is from dse digital signage expo how are you ma'am
3: i'm great thanks for
1: inviting me this week
0: absolutely absolutely uh all right uh, let's let's kind of kick this off for, real quick um the the first story i want to hit and it's it's a little it's not odd it's just it's one of those that kind of grabbed me, and I was like, "Oh, hey, that's kind of cool. Let's talk about it." Um, Kano screen. Kano is is a, is a company. It's a technology company, and and they what they've done is they've taken um, Raspberry Pi and they've built an interface for it. Uh, if you're watching the video, you can see the the pretty little screen here. It's it's a it's a touch screen for Raspberry Pi. Now, here's the thing. You're you're not gonna or at least I'm not gonna go out and um, build a control system for Raspberry Pi right? That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about though is is more the um, the technology and and kind of the the DIY and the programmers who are getting involved in stuff like this. Chris, is this something where could you guys take this and and um, whether it's you know in in one of your Chris is a consultant uh, in in one of your shops or in 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 a, in a uh, Client of yours, and say you know what? Here's you know whether it's a restaurant system or or what have you. Um, this is a system that if you want to um, deploy several of them, or have something in in uh, you know some guy's back office or something, or is this just some something that somebody's just kind of saying, hey, this is kind of cool that we can do?
2: What I like about that you know, is chances of me using that in a professional environment is slim to none I can't rely on something that is going to be made in somebody's uh, garage and bring it in But there's nothing wrong with that a lot of great dimensions have come maybe because of that but what I see this being used as um, it can be used for proof of concept if I have something that I want to have built and I go to any of the major manufacturers in the control industry you know obviously is from Crestron so I'll use Crestron as an example. I can the, the beauty of what Raspberry Pi and this sort of stuff does and the maker movement does is that I can actually build something from bits and pieces and say if I can do it with a 35 dollars kit how do we make the enterprise version of something like this and how can we move in that direction. What that does is that proof of concept then is there in front of you. If I can if I can make this in my garage a manufacturer should be able to take that idea and develop a solution that i'm looking for a custom solution if it works in that way i think you know that the whole maker movement is a great addition to av because there's a lot of things out there that we may need that we don't know we need yet
0: hmm. all right laney from from that standpoint um I, i've had more than manu- one more than one manufacturer uh when i'll come to them with an idea and they'll say well how many do you want right because uh, you know okay. if you want a million of them sure we'll make it. Uh, but does stuff like this kind of make its way into your your engineering department and where they're looking at, the, like Chris said, you know the DIY, the, the the stuff that guys are making in their in their garages and gals are making in their garages, or are you guys more focused on looking at the climate, looking and see what what uh, users are, are asking for, the the features and the benefits that the users are asking for, and that more drives the engineering? I think it's
3: a combination of both. I mean. It- the, the do-it-yourself market is growing. I mean, C- Cedia was like a um, was like a landmine of all do-it-yourself type products. Um, what I found really interesting was the price point of this. <laughs> the touchscreen was at a buck forty-nine ninety-nine. Yeah. So, when you see something like that, and you, you, know, you can't, of course, can't compare it to a Creston touch panel, but I mean, the cost is really pretty low, but when you start adding all the price parts and pieces and the keyboard and the, and the computer and the screen, you know, and then you have to have all the support behind it, and then you have to develop something for your house or for your corporation, um, that's where it gets really pricey. So, I mean, Chris, if Chris ever had an idea and wanted to come to Crestron, he didn't have to go into his garage for hours and hours on end. He could more than welcome come into our office and... And, and chat about what his idea was without having
2: a. I'm not bringing that book and I'm not going to show you my ideas. That's <laughs> <laughs> they got a Faraday cage,
0: though. I mean, you know, for crying out loud. Uh, it, Andrea, uh, uh, Lanny made a good point here the fact that, that Cedia had a, an awful lot of DIY. I, I, the angle I want to take with you is it, when it comes to digital signage and, and, and the things that, that are in that market. Are you guys seeing a lot of, of, of DIY? Are you seeing a lot of these folks? I know I've, I've, I've read on, on some uh, digital signage um, platform and, and publications where some folks are taking Raspberry Pi. They're taking these small little microcomputers and, and smaller um, things like Raspberry Pi really isn't a microcomputer. It, it's more of a, a stripped-down version of that. It, if you don't know what it is, it, go to Amazon, spend 30 bucks, and play with it. It's actually kind of cool. Um, but are you seeing a lot of these things or is it more of the of the big players?
1: You know, because we're such a growing market and it's really caught on. you Definitely, see year to year, we get a whole host of brand new exhibitors that are jumping in to the digital science market, saying, "We want in." You know, we want in on this train. And what happens is they come in and they realize that they really aren't equipped to to make the right kind of products that these people are looking for. So I think you see a lot of the smaller players come and go, and then, you know, then you have those that succeed by partnering up with the right people. So
2: see a little bit of both. All right, good. Chris? Hey, you know, w- what we were talking about before, and you said that Cedia has a lot more DIY stuff. Um, you know, to Cedia's credit, they bring that on. C- we just saw CES pass. And CES brings a lot of these, you know, wacky inventions in there. Yeah, everybody's reporting on the same thing. Oh, it's a wearable this, a wearable for that. You're wearing this on your toe to make sure your <laughs> toenails are growing. I don't, I, you know, whatever the case is, I don't there's need a that. wearable about everything but you know what we, we sort of need that in the professional world because that's where the ideas are going to come from you know it's not going to be from the same stodgy guy who's sitting there doing chugging you know matrix after matrix after matrix and now it's a now it's a hundred by one hundred matrix that's awesome we've been doing matrices now for years let's think about something else and it's going to come from those DIY worlds you know so give somebody a 3d printer and have a competition an info and info and say yeah, you know, what can you develop in 24 hours that will help us? That oh, will help wow. you, yeah, and make people go at it and and come up with something, whether it is a box or an existing solution uh, that you know is wall mounted. You know, figure out how to make it some sort of tabletop stand. You know, just by using 3D printers. I think that the creativity that, that DIY brings is what AV needs, and it's not just to be um, you know uh, just relegated to these back offices and to engineers and, and you know, and, and shop owners, you know, in the back corners where some guy's working on the Faraday cages. All
0: right, very good. Uh, One thing about that, though, is uh, it's almost like the, the 48-hour movie, if you've never heard of that. There's competitions in different parts of the country in the U.S. where you get a group of people together, and in 48 hours, you have to write, staff, shoot, and edit a movie within two days. Uh, you don't get a whole lot of sleep during that, so... so. Uh, all right. Next up from our friends over at Commercial Integrator, Sure and Cisco has gotten together. It's not sure Cisco hasn't bought Sure, uh, but Sure has joined Cisco's Solution Partner Program. Uh, from the article, as a member of the Cisco Solution Partner Program, Sure is able to quickly create and deploy solutions to enhance the capabilities, performance, and management of the network to capture value in the IoE. IOE is the interesting part here. That's the Internet of Everything, which is one of Cisco's kind of things. Uh, Laney, I want to kick it off with you on this. Here's two companies, right? Two separate companies. Uh, one that you may not associate with the other, right? Uh, if you've if you've messed around with sure, though, over the last couple of years, they've actually got some pretty cool little network devices and, and network interfaces for their, for their wireless. But how does something like this come together? How do two companies that... Uh, Separate entities not exactly you know an overarching you know umbrella uh, mothership Um, Mm -hmm. How how does how do these conversations start and how do they work themselves out when you have two separate entities trying to work together?
3: Yeah, I see a lot of Crestron They have an integrated partner program and I think it is driven by the integration channel to make you know like a tighter installation and um, the partnerships are important you know, this one was not surprising. Um, I, I thought they had a, uh, Cisco had a partnership a while ago with Revo um, with their integrated mics, um, with their wireless mics. So I, I wasn't surprised when I read the article, but when we have partnerships with a variety of companies. It just makes things easier for the consultants to spec. Um, uh, our integration is, like, like I said, tighter. Um, and then we can actually grow. Products based on what our partners are doing. Hmm. We take a lot of advice from our partners that are not competitive, <laughs> um, and, and we tighten up our engineering as well to make sure that we're helping out the installation channel and our consultants, and our end users.
0: Oh, very good, uh, Andrea. From when, when it comes to, to shows and, and exhibits like that, when you have something like this, um, do they share space? Is it Do they have the, the, their, their products in each other's booths? How does that work?
1: We have kind of a policy I mean, we, we understand especially in digital signage, you know, most most folks don't make everything. Someone makes a screen, someone's doing content, so obviously they're gonna have to collaborate. So we've got some rules in place for exhibiting. We prefer everyone to have their own booth mm-hmm. and you're more than welcome to have partner products in your booth, but you also have to have your own booth as well. So, you know, which is really a win win because Chances are you're not only working with that one partner, and you want to get your own brand out there as well. So we've got very explicit rules about that, and, and most people don't seem to give us too hard of a time about it.
0: Okay. Uh, Mr. Nitto, the, the, the phrase Internet of Everything. Uh, we talked about IoT a second ago with CES. Um, where are we at with this thing? I mean, uh, the fact that, that San Cisco has, has gotten together, you're able to, to grab um, certain things and, and do certain things with their software and the fact that that Shore, according to this article, is is able to uh, seamlessly—and I love that word—seamlessly integrate. Um, if you've ever been, <laughs> um, if you've ever been in the field, seamlessly is not something that you would ne- typically. I'm not disparaging this, just in general. Just all y'all, it's not seamless. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, where are we at with with IoE now? Well,
2: first off, your seamless comment—seamless is nothing more than market, marketing. Um, Amen, brother. Butter. Okay? If something was seamless, we would all be a uh, hundred times faster, better, and stealthier in our installs. It's never easy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but um, as far as IOE goes, um, well, what, first let me take a step back. The cisco Shore partnership um, it just highlights to me one big thing. You know, Cisco may have a lot of parts and pieces and a lot of moving pieces. In a, uh, as a company, um, but what they're doing is that they're thoroughly really recognizing that audio is not something that they are uh, the best at. You know, you bring in a company name like Shure, who has been making microphones a hell of a lot longer than uh, probably than Cisco has been in business. It, it brings the brand name to it, it brings quality to it, and it assures people like me and you, who have been dealing with the the pro world of, of um, AV that the A is actually taken into account when you're building out a Cisco system. Um, you know, does Cisco want to invest in an audio conferencing, or excuse me, in an audio company like Assure? Uh, maybe that may not be something that's on their their roadmap. So, yeah, these partnerships are absolutely necessary. I remember years ago, um, when PictureTel was around, PictureTel wasn't using PictureTel stuff. They were, you know, bringing in extra, I think it was audio-technical at the time. So this and, and Bose sound systems that I remember because their stupid carts used to come with the, the big Bose. Sign right in the front of it like a license plate on the freaking tank. But anyway, um, so, yeah, you, you have these things that do, they've been happening for years. These partnerships make sense. Now, as far as the o- IOE goes, we're right now living in a world where everything needs to be connected. I'm sorry, dude.
0: Take that back, though. You said you said it need it needs, as as... it needs to be connected. It needs to be connected
2: well it's trendy to be connected (laughs) well and i want that's
0: that's why that's why i wanted to to to, you know to to you know pick on you a little bit need and want are two different things Mm -hmm. right is it a need or is it a want do you you
2: need a drone or do you
0: want a drone i don't neither (laughs) you
2: picked the wrong you you (laughs) picked the wrong subject it's it's a trend dude you you know you're wearing a Looks like a purple shirt. You do you want to be wearing uh, that color? No, you're wearing it because my
0: wife likes purple. Shirt. That's why I'm wearing this shirt. Don't pick on my shirt.
2: <laughs> I personally don't find a need to be wearing that color shirt, but then, hey, you know, be known. You have so, a purple stripe in your shirt, by the way, Chris. No, yes,
0: you have a purple, have a purple shirt Yeah.
2: Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need some color correction. You do it's need a some a color need. Yes. But
0: anyway,
2: that's. The, the the whole the whole thing with IOE is we, we are getting to that point we've been play, we're playing in this big old sandbox, and we're you know it's great that we we have all this stuff going on but you know sand is getting everywhere man you got you got stuff, getting into things that we're wondering why you know it, unfortunately Tim at this point, the the floodgates have opened. And everything is now going to start being connected, including my, my stupid coffee cup, which I wish I had an Aviation coffee cup like some people
0: do. You do have an Aviation coffee cup. Lacey, they I do, but there's one right now. If you're watching, Lani, she has her Aviation coffee cup. <laughs> uh, real, real quickly, the Chris, isn't that kind of what makes this makes this exciting? Um, uh, one of our regular contributors, uh, Rich Fagoza, who's, who's an accomplished restaurant programmer, has used this phrase for, for years. When he started 20, 25 years ago, it was the Wild West, right? In AV and in programming, it's the Wild West of, of IOE. Isn't that kind of what makes it exciting? It,
2: uh, yeah. Okay. The Wild West was kind of weird back then. I um, just want to point that out. You know, there was a lot of a lot of weird stuff. I, I used to play Oregon Trail. I know. Jeez. It's you know it's um, you know the the problem with with the exciting part to it is that with that excitement also comes that. Security risk, which is where I know you're probably taking this down that road. Security risk sucks. It does. I'm a metrics guy, man. I, I see the future of big data as a big part of what AB is doing. You know, it, it, in terms of what, what, what Andrea does with, with digital signage, I, I've already said it in our year-end thing. I think biometric marketing is going to explode. In the in the industry, and it's up to integrators now to get a better grip of how to use that or how to build that—not just the systems, but the you know start partnering up to get the back ends done, so that they can start crunching these numbers. But again, every time I say biometric marketing, somebody comes from behind and goes, "Why do you want my information?" We start treading down the very dangerous path. Can't talk about AI without getting a Terminator reference. You cannot talk about IoT without hearing a you know a black hat security reference. I'm sorry, dude.
0: All right. Lainey, what do you think about this? Yeah,
3: you know, it's something that Chris just said that I follow on Facebook, this um, posting group called AV Install Nightmares. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> <It's, Yeah. laughs> some of them are so good, but today, really applicable to what you said, that you know, we have a really reputable AV installer um, installing a Crestron system, and they the IT department didn't set the network up right, or the people who at the university did not set their network up right. And allowed um, access. There's no password protection. It was just sitting blatantly, all, everything sitting blatantly open on the network. Um, you know, just the AV guy says, "Hey guys, this is not right. You can't do this. You're gonna have a, you're gonna have a problem." They're like, "Oh no, we know what we're doing. We're gonna put a simple password on it, and uh, we'll be all fine." So apparently, what? apparently, it was hacked. Nearly twenty of the. Crestron units um, were compromised with malware oh, loaded into them. So the Internet the internet of Things is as uh, or Internet of Everything is just kind of dangerous if you don't know what you're doing, like Chris was saying. No. Good night. And the one thing that I have a problem with that terminology is that we've been doing the Internet of Things and Internet of Everything for the longest time before they came up with a cool catchphrase. Mm-hmm.
2: So. Yeah. Again, good Venus like Tim Schert. Yeah. Thank you very
0: much. All right, uh, Chris mentioned uh, getting your integrators in. Uh, next story comes to us actually from DSC and, and, uh, and Andrea. Uh, one of the classes that they're doing is called Capitalizing on Your Opportunities, Dynamic Signage for Integrators. So Andrea, first question for you. Why, <laughs> why, why do integrators need this?
1: Well, what I'm hearing is we kind of discuss the wild, wild west and all the fears. Um, You know, that is exactly why we put these brand new programs in place, to have a place for integrators to come and learn how to do digital signage right and how not to end up on that AV mistake nightmare website. So we've got a a bunch of different options for integrators to come starting on Tuesday. We have a pre-show event that uh, Systems Contractor News is putting together. There's also a digital signage expert program course as well. And then on Wednesday, you'll find the connected screen conference that we were just talking about, and uh, roundtables. Uh, there's networking opportunities. We have a reception that we're going to uh, do on Wednesday afternoon when the close of the show um, finishes. So there's just going to be tons of places for integrators to come and and learn how to do this the right way.
0: All right, Chris. One of the things that that we've that AV Nation has has grabbed onto in the last couple uh, months. Is, is the digital signage uh, industry in, in, that, in that market. We did a, uh, a survey towards the end of last year and that was the second um, thing that our audience is most interested in actually is, is digital signage. So from, from your standpoint Chris and, and where you sit, um, why do we need to know about DSE and, and, or di- you know, digital signage in general uh, as integrators?
2: Well, first off, the reason why we need to know about digital signage or, or to follow what the article says about education is that integrators do a piss-poor job of going with, following through with uh, digital signage. Because digital signage is not a TV with a box attached to it and walk away. You know, we sat through, uh, when when uh, we went to digital signage from New York, um, we sat through a... Uh, a Conversation and it was the prototype, where they brought in a guest speaker who talked about how retail environment is using digital signage. Digital signage now, now get ready to scare integrators across the country. Um, is more than just the TV. They are integrating uh, sense of, uh, of of ambient lighting, uh, aroma, um, sound. Everything is brought into this to give you that experience. And some of the examples that they said was really crazy, but as as far-fetched as that may seem, people are flocking and gravitating to these boutique-type stores. So first, let me let me start by saying, I'm not going to pigeonhole it as, oh, you have to go to the place where a guy's going to let you in one at a time and you're going to spend the day there with Bobby Flay on his very expensive oven and the place pumping out the smells into the outside. That's one way to do it. But when I go to the local Toys for Us, and they are now integrating digital signage and technology into the space that the kids are, are, are interacting. It's also growing our metrics, man. You know, they're they're they attacking digital signage uh, displays with connect systems. Yeah, you're going around, you're dancing, you're looking like Optimus Prime and everything's great. But it knows who you are, it knows what how you know, it it can guess, you know, how tall, who you are, if you're a boy or a girl, it can do all that sort of stuff. That's the kind of freaky thing. About it. But for, 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 for the integrators, you have to educate yourself on this. And it, what it means is, yeah, you may want to be the hardware provider of it, but you've got to, you've got to learn how to talk, to talk to these customers because the customers are going to come at you with about five or six different people that get their hands involved in digital signage, whether it is their uh, architect who has a design for where that sign is going to go, their facilities people, their marketing people because they got a big statement. in it, Salesperson's gonna have their interest in what is gonna be shown and, and um, uh, the information that's being captured. Obviously their salespeople wanna drive revenue and all that stuff. So there's a whole team on their side and you're walking in there in the toolbox. Come on, man. It's time to wise up and get ready for what's gonna come with it with, with digital signages. Mm-hmm. It's evolved. And I've spoken to integrators about this before. Some are just saying, No, we cannot do we cannot handle the content, we cannot handle the the, the all-around service behind it. So, some well, are
0: just- and, and that's the other thing. I, I, actually, this is where I want to bring Lenny in. Is from the manufacturing standpoint, and and one of the things that Crestron and other manufacturers do is is, is support their integrators, right? That they support their, manuf- their the folks that are selling their stuff on a daily basis. Um, okay. it, and there's there's one thing, and I know this from experience from from calling customer support. Um, at, at Crestron is is even if it's not um, their problem, they're at least going to try to help you out. But, Lanny, from a manufacturer standpoint and, and working with integrators and, and working towards these solutions, what are some of, the things, some of the things that you guys can do to, you know, if they're interested in getting into this market? Is there anything from manufacturers that's not inherently digital signage that you guys can do?
3: Um great question um i don't even know how to answer that you got me stumped
0: well the reason i'm asking that is because there 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 are some products that you guys have have made over the last few years uh and i say few it's been more than that but the way that that digital media has evolved um and and I, i was in education when the first um DM system came out the whole three cable thing and, and it was big as your arm type thing, um, and the way that you guys have evolved that, you know, and you you said before you know, it's it's a combination of of you know guys you know guys and gals in their garage and, and our engineers trying to figure out things, um, when you're talking with integrators and they're saying hey we we have a or we have a a, a, a possibility of of doing a digital sinus system, um you guys are just kind of working with them to design a system and making sure that all the things are are parts and pieces are in place.
3: So, you know, Crestron, Crestron does for, I forget how many quotes a day um, for integrators and our consultants, but um, yeah, we'll take a design and we'll, we'll, we'll sketch out the Crestron part of it. But there's, you know, also the questions on, you know, how are you distributing the video, where where are the displays, what's the distances, you know, what limitations are. We, we spend a lot of time educating our integrators and our consultants on issues that may come up or um, products that we've seen issues with. We've tested out, you know, the different displays and some, you know, nuances in each display, and we'll, we'll educate people that way Um not just the on portion, but, you know, from what we see out in the industry. Yeah, because you know, we're also getting design questions. We're also seeing it from the other end, from the tech support, you know, the troubleshooting that we have to do, The you know, the hours on the phone, and we get to educate everybody on all that, those metrics that we, we gather.
0: Well, and that's the other thing, you know, that you guys do an awful lot of, of helping, not just, you know, integrators, but also consultants and such, so... All right, uh, that was our, our last story here. The the last story, and it's not really something to comment on, it's just more of a, hey, this is kind of cool. Infocom at ISC 2016, and Infocom is, is owned jointly by Cedia and Infocom, but Infocom is doing something kind of cool. It's a 20-minute one-on-one consulting. Uh, honestly, it's, it's, it's occupation and in, in career consulting uh, for those of you who are going to ISE. So uh, if you're looking to make a change or... You, someone made a change for you and um uh you know you weren't particularly ready for a change yet you know it, it's uh it, it's a good time to uh um you know get together and, and and grab some other stuff um real quickly though before we get off of isc uh we're doing a couple things and um i i think they're kind of cool last year we did A uh, a tweet up and if you're not familiar with with aviation's tweet up, it's it's a networking event, right? Um, Not to get too simplistic about it, but that is what it is It's there's there's food there's drink bring your business cards. You don't have to have a Twitter account We use the tweet up because that's uh, the the, 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 a lot where a lot of us uh, are able to interact but uh, on Tuesday of the of the of the um, uh, of the show uh, We're going to be at the the av magazine uh, booth with that and on Wednesday of the show, we're going to do a, another kind of town hall tweet-up event as well at the HD-based tea booth. So uh, look, follow our our our, uh, our Twitter and, and watch Mr. Netto, honestly, because he's the one who's going to put out the 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 invitation for that. So uh, in addition to that, we're going to be doing AV Week uh, live at at ISC on Friday of the show uh, at the AV Magazine booth uh, at in Amsterdam. So those those two kind of th- things are kind of cool, I think. So. All right, guys, uh, that is all the time we have. Uh, Mr. Neto, thank you so much, sir. Thanks, man. Where can people find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter at, uh, at Chris underscore. Uh, you can uh, find uh, my company at uh, Com, And uh, you will probably be hearing a lot of If you're on, or on the social media website, you'll probably get a lot of information from me. As much as I can find from Navy Nation, I'll be supposed beans all over the internet trying to get uh, as much information as I can for people that are going to ISC and uh, getting ready for Infocom because everybody else take naps this yep. time of year.
0: I don't. All right. Uh, also with this is Andrea. Andrea is from DSC. Thank you, ma'am.
1: Thank you so much. Absolutely.
0: And the, the DSE, if you're not familiar, uh, Digital Signage Expo is uh, March 16th through the 17th. You've also got some classes going on, so you can get there a couple days early. Um, yep. So how do people yes. find you or DSE? Uh, you can
1: find me on Twitter, at Andrea Verone, or our website is digitalsignageexpo.net, and you can register, and you can find all the information about classes, especially specifically geared toward integrators. Um, so come see us in Vegas
0: March. All right, and last but not least, Miss Laney Materas from Crestron. Thank you, Miss Ma'am.
3: Thank you, thank you.
0: And how can people um, find you or Crestron?
3: So you can find me at Crestron at ElMataris at Crestron.com. dot com. You can find me on Twitter at Laney Mataris. And then you can also find my alter ego at Sapphire Marketing, which is Laney <laughs> at Sapphire dot com. So you can catch me in a lot of different places.
0: Yes, ma'am. If you follow Laney on, on Facebook you can see all the different uh, colleges she's going to from you know day to day and <laughs> everything like that um my name is tom albright don't follow me uh it's not interesting at this point um, football season for me is over i'm a bears fan so um
1: it's worse <laughs>
0: uh, um so uh, but go by the website if you would please avnation.tv avnation.tv uh, lots of great people have put an awful lot of work in it, and uh, pretty proud of it. So, and they're, and they're still making tweaks and changes to it. Uh, you can sign up for our new newsletter. We typically do that about once a week, once every other week. Uh, not only are is it about some of the stuff that we've written, but we also have some news, newsletter specific stuff. So, uh, stuff that you won't find on the on the website itself. Um, uh, also working on a couple different exciting things. Um, one with Mister Neto here, uh, possibly doing some training here uh, pretty soon. Um, and some other, yeah, uh, eh, just some some other uh, stuff going on. Um,
2: exciting, Some big news.
0: It's a good thing that this is only half an hour now because your internet has totally gone, completely dropped out. I can barely understand you. I'm sure it was incredibly important and informative.
2: Uh- <laughs> You're telling yourself.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah. So we got some cool stuff going on. So uh, 2016 is going to be pretty yep. exciting. Uh, also, real quickly, if you if you would please check out our underwriters' web, uh, our underwriter section of our of our our website. It's how we keep the lights on. That's how we we do what we do. Uh, and our underwriters are really great at that. And actually, Crestron is one of those. So uh, check that out if you would please to to avnation.tv avnation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. This has been AV Week.
2: sound hey.